This episode of Children of Chaos was originally recorded in early 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic. However, the topic is as relevant today as it was then. Greetings to all. Today's podcast is about gratitude. And today I've asked Jim and Wayne to join me. Both these guys are in recovery and they are both long-term friends of mine. And from there, I want to go to a quote by Melanie Beattie, who uh, wrote Codependent No More. It says, gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. And it turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order, and confusion into clarity. And one of the reasons I picked this is that she picks up on chaos, and that's what this whole program is about, is children of alcoholics or alcoholics or folks that are in Al-Anon or beyond or just want to know something about recovery. And most of us grew up in chaos. Not all of us, but the chaos is what has damaged a lot of us. And so trying to do this program... I've wanted to try to explain to folks where they come from and why they are the way they are today. So I think I'm going to turn it over to Jim. And uh, to begin with, Jim, won't you talk a little bit about your experience with gratitude? Okay, thank you, Rusty. Well, I guess where I would start is bouncing off of what you read there from Melody Beatty. I, there's a perceptible change in me when I intentionally practice gratitude. If I start my day with a, just a brief prayer, I'll call it a prayer, where I orient myself towards an attitude of gratitude, mm-hmm. there's a change. I can feel a change in myself. You know, I'm not I'm not a big subscriber to lots of kind of magical things mm-hmm. that, that people <laughs> tend to ascribe. <laughs> Um, you know, from their actions, but I, I do feel a, a real, real change from doing that. I get a, a sense that, like what she's talking about in there, that I just have a feeling of more charity towards others. I feel more. Mm-hmm. I feel more kind. And now I may just take that right back uh, the first time I encounter something that pisses me off. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but that's that's because I'm human. You know, that's the main thing. I, I think attitude of gratitude kind of sets me up for the day so that I can I can function in this world in the way that I want to be. I can be the person that I'm trying to become. For me, you must be getting a lot of gratitude out of what you're doing at our home group. Uh, by the way, Jim is, is doing uh, what we call the little room where we study the 12 and 12. And he's there every morning and welcomes people and kind of... Uh, guides us through the meeting since we're all doing it over the phone. And and what do you call the other what we're doing? We're doing uh, with uh, video. Yeah, we have yeah we we do uh, online meetings like so many other groups are doing. There's and we have a um, software system that we use. It's a lot like all of them that are being used Zoom mm-hmm. and those others. And um, we have a video option, or you can just simply call in. And when you do you get crazy question, but do you get gratitude? Do you feel that that attitude of gratitude from doing that? I really do, honestly. And as we were driving over here, I was telling Wayne, you know, I have not felt the kind of love for my home group mm-hmm. that I'm feeling 
these days in all of my 20 plus years of being around here. You know, my story starts uh, with AA in about eight or 10 years of in, in the program and going to a home group that I really enjoyed. I had people around me that I enjoyed being around and then slowly I took a, a sabbatical about an eight year time out mm -hmm. and never went to any meetings, occasionally maybe, but now I've come back and this has been six years and I am in love with my AA group. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because I'm invested in it. I put some effort into it. And I, you know, I just feel, yes, long way of saying, I feel gratitude for that, uh, for having the opportunity to do that every day. It's not a burden in any way. It doesn't feel like something that I don't look forward to some days and other days I, I do or anything mm -hmm. like that. I look forward to it every day and I just feel connected. You bet. And it's that connection that pulls us together. And if I'm in gratitude, I'm, I got a better shot at getting connection. You got it. Wayne? Well, I've already heard some good stuff this, this afternoon, and I, I feel the same way. What came up for me is that the topic of the podcast is Children of Chaos, and what I know about recovery is that that really is a personal thing. There's so many people that are children of chaos, but that you don't, it's not a calling card you have to, to do to join the group or be part of that. Uh, I had a different upbringing. And there was a lot of that going on, but I, I'm very, very fortunate, I feel, that I didn't have to go through what a lot of kids or uh, people do that, that go through that. So I'm very grateful for that. I, it took me years to understand that, but I was, uh, in fact, early in recovery, because it, you know, it really is kind of a performance art. I've heard that used recently. You know, we perform. And I think in time, uh, and I'm I'm a performer, I'm a storyteller. I but I don't so I don't really deal with it the way I did when I needed the attention. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm re really really grateful that evolution of recovery for me has allowed me to see to even feel gratitude for for the upbringing I had. Uh, I like I'm a human being, like Jim said, and so there were things in my childhood because I'm not a young guy. And uh, so my parents were depression era, and you know there's a whole way that those people raised kids, mm -hmm. and uh, certainly my parents. So I guess where I'm kind of going with that is uh, just to um, say that some of the things that happened is I love my home group as well, and uh, I was uh, I've been part of that home group since it went to this church. Uh, that we uh, used to attend, and now we do a virtual church, if you would. And I, I know, but I know it's that's that's just a building, and that has been hard to kind of give that up. That because I've got so many memories identified with the building. Mm -hmm. What I'm grateful today and grateful about this virtual is it has helped me grow tremendously. It's there seven days a week. I can I have a choice now because I'm sober. Uh, to attend or not to attend, and I have attended it virtually, I would say, almost all the days since it's been open. We are coming up as a group on 300 consecutive days. I think we're at 294 yeah, or something like, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so that's a lot of days to string together where people get up in their pajamas or whatever and tune in. So I, I've grown immensely, and I'm very, very grateful for the people who put that together and to participate as a uh, 
is a home group member of that. Uh, one of the guys that I, by the way, guys, we're sitting here at my kitchen table, um, and I've got a picture, a small card that I used to carry with me a lot. It's of Buddy A. Buddy was a long-term silver member of AA, and Buddy had a little card that had his a smiling face on one side, and on the other side it says, Do you have a gratitude list? And I could remember we'd be in meetings and, and Buddy would be, he would hear somebody, let's just say whining over there in the corner. And after the meeting, Buddy would just go up and hand him this card. You know, do you have a gratitude list? And, you know, what do you say to that? Yeah. What do you say oh, to that? Yeah. I loved it. I uh, love how we can nail each other in this. Program. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just. Yeah, I left it in my car. Yeah. I, I, I meant to bring it in. Yeah. Exactly. I meant to bring it in with me, but somewhere along the way, I, it dropped off, right? What I've learned in this program, and it's taken me a while because I come from a background of, of feeling less than. Mm -hmm. um, well, welcome to the crowd, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not alone there. And that's part of the beauty of it, that connection right. I talked about earlier. Man, I couldn't connect with you if you didn't share some of the same things I share. You right. Know? So, but what I was reminded of is that when Buddy walks up to me, if I'm the whiner, and uh -huh. he walks up and hands me that card, over time I've learned not to be, become offended by that. Or yes. to feel like I've been called out or shamed in some way. Right. It's right. totally out of love. Totally and I know that. <laughs> right. And I absolutely know it. So, you know, I might take per take it personal for 15 <laughs> seconds or right out till I get out in my car. Right. <laughs> put, it up on, put it on a chair next to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, they went to the bathroom and said, hey, buddy, let this for you. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's that's one of the things I've gotten in, in recovery is just, you know, to be grateful for the stuff, the gifts that I'm given. Like, you know, I'm recognizing. Absolutely. You know, I'm recognizing. Absolutely. Them. Yeah, I can still, I, I mean, I went through several years of this with, you know, some old timer or whatever would be sitting over there saying, you know, I'm grateful to be an alcoholic. And I thought, that is one crazy son of a bitch, you know, <laughs> because I could not, I just couldn't get it. And today, I mean, it's everything. I would not be where I'm at today if it wasn't for my alcoholism. Now, is that, is that strange or what? Is that a, mm -hmm. that's a dichotomy. And so, I've always been a person that the glass is half full. So for me, gratitude has come pretty naturally. Although, I mean, everybody goes through their times where something happens. You, in the early years, it was, you know, some relationship was going down the, down the hill real fast. Mm -hmm. And I, I was always, of course, the one in the middle, right? <laughs> it was always about me. Um, <laughs> So when I, when I think about gratitude, it goes a lot further than just being sober. I wouldn't have the relationship today, and I know both, all, both of you guys are happily married, and, and so am I, but let, have, have you thought anything much about, I am so grateful for the woman that I have in my life today, and I would not have that in my life if it wasn't for the steps of AA, and working the steps. You know, the steps can lay there and, and wait on you a long time, but it's when you actually start working the steps that things start to change for you. And so could we comment a little bit about that, you guys? 
Okay. Wayne's looking at me. I'm looking at him. <laughs> well, I'm very grateful to the woman that I'm married to today. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's part of my story is that I met this woman in recovery, you know, and, and I was older and she was older. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's younger than I am. She'll certainly point that out. Uh, but I... Uh, I had a couple of wives before that, so mm-hmm. I had plenty of practice. Yeah, but I I didn't wasn't very good. I apparently didn't practice very hard. The first one I was drinking, had three kids with. One of them was adopted and drinking and drinking, and I was the guy that I was the responsible one. When she mm-hmm. took off. I had the kids, and so I thought that made me the better person. Mm-hmm. And I think in some ways maybe it did, but um, immediately got into another relationship had been sober at that point only about three months when I married the second one. So I was drinking when I met her. Uh, we had some more kids, youngest one adopted. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and that was a really tumultuous relationship. And so I'm just happy to say, that, and when that one ended, uh, and it needed to because of uh, situations with the kids and her, I was not going to ever get in another relationship. I was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I thought, no, I'm not doing this again. I, you know, I've messed. I haven't been very good at this, beside mm-hmm. uh, this, despite the practice. And yet, I I met a lady in recovery, and I I'm coming up on 30 years of spring, and uh, she'll be coming up on uh, 28, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. So we're close in terms of recovery mm-hmm. age. And uh, it's been the whole basis and foundation for our relationship. Mm-hmm. And we're very different. I had six kids. She had no kids. Mm-hmm. And so we're, I don't know about that glass half full because I think I'm a glass half full guy too. I think my wife is just more of this, it'll all work out. <laughs> Against the advice of her sponsor and others. <laughs> Some of them are on in our home group, they go, oh, Cammy, uh-huh. six kids. Uh-huh. You know, you need to just run. Yeah, I remember that. It'll yeah. all work out. It'll <laughs> so, all work out. Well, now we're coming up on eight years. It's uh, been tumultuous in terms of my kids, but they're mm-hmm. all out of the nest pretty much. But, you know, uh, I'm, I'm really, really grateful. We're very different people and our interests, but she's a, she's a great gal. Everybody mm-hmm. loves her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she just has a charm about her that when I put my foot in my mouth, you know, I bite down hard and people point that out. Mm-hmm. When Cammie puts her foot in her mouth, people think it's charming. Uh-huh. I don't understand <laughs> it. But that's my story. That's the truth. <laughs> that is the truth. I know, Cammie. <laughs> oh, well, you know, yes, I am absolutely am grateful for the woman I'm married to. Marie and I got married in 1990. And I first got, my first attempt at getting sober was to go mm-hmm. to treatment in the spring of 91. So we hadn't been married very long. We'd been together for, I, I don't remember, eight or ten years before that. And she had seen me drink a lot, you know, during mm-hmm. that time. But it came to a head one day, and she confronted me about my drinking. And I caved, and it was, I was ready, mm-hmm. you know, and it was, and I went to treatment, and the rest is history, as they say. But I am grateful today because we have had over these last 20 however many years we've had a lot of ups and downs Mm -hmm. coming up on 30 i guess uh lots of ups and downs we've had the even the d word has been thrown out there a few times Mm -hmm. you know and um and i don't we don't neither one of us takes that lightly but one way or another 
we, I think what we did was we made a decision to continue to be married. I don't think that it's, I don't think there's any magic about being married. I don't mm -hmm. think there's anything that you get struck in love and, and then it just carries you for the rest of your life without any effort. Um, I think, I think it's a choice. And when you make that choice to stay there, then you work through the hard stuff. Yeah. And I am so grateful that she has been willing to continue to work on mm -hmm. the hard stuff. And we have a better relationship today, even though throughout this pandemic, I've been working from home since March, and here we are, first part of January, and I've been in the house every single day since since that time. She's been retired now for a couple of years and was looking forward to her time alone in the home and all that, and here I've been in there with her for 10 months or more, and we we've had hardly any any flare-ups of any kind you know it's been really great she'd be quick to point out that, that i sometimes get in her way but i you know i have i have an office in the house i go there i work all day long it's just wonderful and i i think we've grown closer really mm -hmm. and so there's that gratitude word again um, you bet well one of uh, some of the people that are listening might be thinking well why are these guys talking about relationships well it it's scientifically proven that one of the seven benefits of gratitude is having successful relationships. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. No, but I didn't. It is. And fulfilling. Fulfilling relationships. And I, I know each one of you personally, and I know that that is so true for, for both of you as it is for me. And I, it just comes out. I'm so grateful for that for Julianne and all that, uh, the things that she's taught me. For us now, it's been working the steps and her Al-Anon, I go to Al-Anon also, have for the last 20 some years. So I was single for the first 17 years I was sober. Now we've been married a little over 20 years. So it has been a fulfilling relationship for, for both of us, I can say that, I think. And there has been, of course, there's always ups and downs, but for me, it was, has always been, I always wanted to cut and run. And this is the time that I said, this ain't going to happen because I'm like Wayne. I, I was married at least three times before I got sober. So it, it's a, it was a whole new world for me, whole new world. And, and I tell you what, I don't think I got married a minute too soon. It took those 17 years in AA Mm -hmm. And me changing to to get to a point that I was, I could be in a monogamous relationship, and that was huge for me. As you guys know, you've heard me talk about that. I think I go gotta ahead. say you 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 inspire me when you talk about your story mm -hmm. in the, those seventeen years, and I've heard a lot of the rough stuff you've been through and mm -hmm. and rough stuff you've caused yeah. <laughs> along yeah. the way yeah and Amen. Uh, you know and I and I love you more for it you know I just I get inspired when I hear your story about it didn't happen too soon you know it's just the universe conspired to uh, bring it all together at that one point yeah. in time believe that or not everybody oh, we all pick our own we absolutely spiritual path but um you know but I can see that happening and those are those are awesome things to, to witness. Well, that and and uh, I've, Wayne mentioned it earlier about our home group that we've had for so long, and and the church that it's in, and not wanting. I don't know that we can replace that, but I tell you, coming back in and being 
in the group and in the room with you guys has sure helped me so much. I actually, on, on the surface, I didn't realize I was missing it as much as I was. Mm -hmm. It also, one of those seven scientific scientifically proven benefits of gratitude, and another one is it protects you from stress. Can you comment on that, Wayne? Uh, yeah, that's that my experience. And I don't really know sometimes that it's showing up, but I, I know myself well enough, my body well enough now about stress. Uh, I start getting blurry vision, and I thought it was just I, the eyes were going, and but it clears up. And I think that's, I'm talking to my doctor too, that's one of the manifestations of that. The other thing is when I'm, it, that, that is an indicator that I'm not, ingratitude when I start to feel that tightness that build up that and with the kids that I've got I mean six kids mm -hmm. and fortunately of course I was you know with two wives in that span of time you know I was breeding for a long time mm -hmm. and so there for me is I still am concerned about my kids but it, and I've got to get a shout out to Alamon that has been a savior for me in mm -hmm. terms of uh the relationship end of this mm -hmm. thing. I attend, in fact, I kind of host a Zoom meeting for my Al-Anon home group. Oh, you do? I See, did. I didn't even know that. Well, I I got involved because uh -huh. the way I run my life, Rusty, is I'll say, okay, and then I'll realize I had no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and it, it took me forever. And Jim, who is mm -hmm. much more savvy in this, mm -hmm. he would spend hours trying to help me and Dan, mm -hmm. Dr. Dan, Dr. Dan, because they, yeah. they've done this stuff and Dan does it professionally. Mm -hmm. And it still took me six weeks to figure out once I committed mm -hmm. and got the order, the zoom program, that's going to do this. Now I appear like I'm pretty cool. You know, I can do this, and, <laughs> you know, and you know, so I can't mute people. So that that's one uh, disadvantage when, because there's sometimes <laughs> I want to, but I, you know, but they don't allow me to do that. So, yeah. but I can, it actually has been a great growth for me. And mm -hmm. I, I want to tie that in, Rusty, with, I don't want to totally get off the stress, but when I'm in no, when I'm no. service, that goes away. That's way, way, way down. Mm -hmm. And that's one way Amen. I can, can be of service. And now I do enjoy it. And it, it makes my commitment easier. I got about, I don't know how many people in our home group, but probably 25 on the, on the al end of this, mm -hmm. that attend weekly. And uh, we do it once wow. a week, and they get on there. And what uh, time is that? That's it. It's, this is a, one of the advantages. It mm -hmm. used to be seven thirty at mm -hmm. the church, and mm -hmm. it was such a pain in the butt to, to get, get up, get out, get over there, make the meeting, get home. Right. Well, it was a little more than an hour. I mean, and they, they believe me, those Alamons, they When they say it ends at, at eight, it ends at eight. It ends at eight. So, you know, and so they. they my point is we do it from six to seven mm -hmm. and it, and all the people love it because first of all, they don't have to drive. Absolutely. They can get on and they can get off at seven. And I still have time with Cammy and to get my son, Brian, mm -hmm. uh, who lives with us. He's, he's a special needs child. So or he's not a child anymore, especially a man yeah. and get him set up for the night. So in his you know bath and going to bed and all that. So I find this thing, I don't think we'll ever be the same. I know it won't be the same, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean it, that different is is worse. No, different. Thank you. Different thank you. Be so much better. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things we'll explore. We have a group 
from the AA home group looking to find a location and right. find a time. Both of you are involved in that. And I'm grateful for that because mm -hmm. when that time comes around and the group has done their legwork and homework and the cost to do that, you know what? Then it'll be time to do something and we will. Uh, and it'll be different. We may have yeah. a, a combined meeting where there's some Zoom. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm 75 years yeah. old. I don't really want to get out uh, even mask up at least for a while yeah. and but I look forward to the day that I can get back and we can get to know each other uh, again mm -hmm. and the new people so many new people are are coming because of this zoom stuff and the way they come you know because we thought that when Al-Anon AA they wouldn't find how can they find us well yeah. they find us they do don't they you got yeah. you've got the different recovery centers that are saying look when you get out of here here's a meeting I've right heard, and they'll welcome you Regardless of what your situation yes. is or what your drug of choice is or, you know, you're welcome to go. It's an AA meeting. That's mm -hmm. the format. But these people are uh, loving and tolerant. So anyway, I'm rambling. You know, here. <clears throat> I think you both agree that grandiosity is a is a common trait you see around people in recovery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm, a, you know, I'm, a, I'm an exception to <laughs> well, that, though. Of course. Yeah. Well, I can recognize it. I'm looking right across the table at a couple of them. The beauty is that all of these skills, <laughs> we worked so many years at perfecting, serve us well in recovery, too, because <laughs> you hear this rationalization? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's Buddy's deal. It's that, <laughs> it's that grandiosity that, and the, and the, uh, which leads to sort of a entrepreneurial spirit in some ways, you know, it does. If, if you want to think it about does. it that way. Like when Wayne said earlier, you know, I don't ponder it. If they say, if they ask, I say yes. And then I figure it out. Exactly. Well, well I think that's what we're in the middle of now. We're figuring yeah. this stuff out. And it didn't take any time before mm. some people in recovery started posting lists of where all the online meetings were exactly. and how to get there. And, and there's a list of, you know, I have not done it personally, but I intend to, and I've heard a lot of people do it, attend meetings in London and in Australia. And, yes. you know, I mean, when am I ever going to have a chance to do that? Right. Um, now is when. Exactly, and, um, exactly, now. You know, or just in Oklahoma City, you know, whatever. Right. So, yeah, probably not that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you get my point. It's, there's, there's, there's so much. It's just easier to affect an accent. And <laughs> yeah. then they think you're from yeah, that's Dublin. Right. That's right. That's right. Well, but, I, um, yeah, so we find, we find ways. We are a yes. resourceful group. You know? Yes, and and in in my work that I do, you guys know both know I'm a counselor, and and I do see a lot of alcohol and drug problem people, and I do that codependency, and so everyone that I see, I have a list at work of AA meetings and Al-Anon meetings that are online or in person, and nobody goes out of there without that, and I'm a fortunate human being, guys, because. I don't have to see anyone. I see people that I know want what we have here, really. Mm -hmm. And if they don't want to do that, then they then there's other people that they can see. And I'm I'm real okay with that. So if they don't if they don't want to go to meetings, if they don't want to uh try to it's like most people don't seem like they want to do the work. They don't seem like they want to do the work. And I know that you know what I mean. Anybody that's been around and involved in recovery 
knows what it is to do the work. And those that's where that attitude of gratitude again comes in. You know, I'm so grateful that I've had this opportunity in my life. And it's, you said you're 75 and I'm 79. And listen, I don't know that I would be here today if it wasn't. I know I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for AA because my whole life changed. Yeah. I mean, right down to my eating habits. And all of that has to do. One of the questions that I kind of want to close with is how has an attitude of gratitude affected or how has spirituality affected your gratitude? Well, I, I think, um, you know, when I talk about, when I talked earlier about starting the day with gratitude mm -hmm. and, it, and it makes a shift for me. It, it helps me to kind of refocus, yeah. get on the right path. That in itself strengthens my, my spirituality. Just the act of shifting, you know, taking a moment and getting right with my higher power, my, my spiritual path, whatever. So that's the starting place for me. And, you know, in this program, um, the first two or three steps, we talk about turning it over to a higher power, finding mm -hmm. a, a way to, finding some way, despite whatever our background is, to grasp onto something that's bigger and outside of ourselves. And just to me, that acknowledgement of gratitude is an act of reaching out to that higher power. Okay. It yeah. gets, it gets yeah. out of me. And when I'm, because gratitude, being grateful is an outward expression to mm -hmm. me. And so that immediately takes me out of myself and I can begin to feel compassion, love, or I, or I can just simply feel like I'm grateful that I have this job to go to and said, oh mm -hmm. shit, I have to go to this job. Yeah. Whatever uh, it is. You, so you almost can't separate the two, can you? Right, right. And I didn't know that when I got here. I mean, I, you know, mm -hmm. I told you I came in here and started treatment in 91, and I've been sober since late 92. And, you know, in the first five years, 10 years, I don't know, I didn't get, I didn't have the same perspective that I have now. It took everything it's taken for me to get to the perspective I have now. And by the time I'm 79 years old, for God's sakes. <laughs> I'll probably have a different perspective, you know? And, yeah. And I, yeah. that's part of my spiritual growth. Is, it is. It's simply growth and change and acknowledgement of that change and not getting stuck in the paradigm mm -hmm. of now. Right. Um, you know, of this is what it is and it's the way it's always going to be because mm -hmm. this is this program helps me to get out of that. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. 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 And, it's, and it makes it exciting. You know? Right. And, and it's comforting to have something to rely on that kind of coach me along the way. And since you've been doing that morning, uh, you know, in the back room where you've been leading mm -hmm. the meeting, that back there, uh, do you feel like your spiritual, your spiritual part of your life has grown? I do. Absolutely. Um, it's like Wayne said earlier, you know, when I'm in service, I don't, I'm not stressed. And mm -hmm. when I'm in service, I'm not stressed. I'm not all caught up in the committee meeting that goes on inside my head, you know, or are you good enough? Can you do this? Mm -hmm. Will they like you? Is it, is it going to be all right? Are you going to screw up? You know, who's going to mm -hmm. know? Can you right. keep it hidden? All of that bullshit, <laughs> you know, right. that goes away because I'm, I'm engaged and I've, I'm doing my best to make something available or help make something available for others. I don't really do anything in that meeting other than make it happen, help it to happen. The meeting happens when everybody starts talking. That's the meeting. Right. Yeah. But I, 
you know, without having opened that back room, wouldn't be you know, it wouldn't be there. So, yeah. you know, I, I know that and I'm not patting myself on the back for it, but I, no, no, but I it know changes just, yeah, it changes me. You ask a simple question and I can give you a really long answer. No, I appreciate that's what that's I, how I do. That's, <laughs> Wayne, how about you? What comes to mind to me is the, is the word evolution. And, uh, I didn't know when I got to AA about this stuff either. And this word spirituality, I didn't know what to make of that because I, I got in there and I thought that spirituality had to do with religion and I wasn't going to have a part of that. I grew up with that, in a very small uh, community, very small community. And I got some good stuff I know today out of that, some really good messages and some really good work ethics and some things like that. But I just didn't know. So over this 29 years, the, the evolution for me has been to, to, to grow. And you had mentioned that earlier, that people that don't want this, thank God that we don't have to chain them down and bring them in. It's a program of attraction. If mm -hmm. they want to be there, they will. And so many people come in, leave, didn't get maybe as what they really wanted. Maybe doesn't mean they drank or used, or, but they, they didn't have the joy uh, and the peace and the, that comes with that. So for me, I didn't know anything about meditation and prayer. I mean, to me, it was, once again, meditation, I didn't understand. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I really mystified that. I, it, mm -hmm. That was like really voodoo stuff. Not that I didn't think that was cool, but I just, I didn't understand it. Uh, and the the rest of that, I uh, took a long time to get where I wasn't afraid of God. I'd say today, I'm not afraid of God. And that, but I can, I, it wasn't like that, I just snapped two in the first couple of years. That has been, I'd say, in the last 10 years mm -hmm. that uh, that fear, which is an internal fear, has dissipated. So I'm, uh, I get, I'm an early riser. I get up in the morning, and I find that that practice of prayer and meditation has, has really, really been helpful to get me on that path. So for me, spirituality is just, uh, a lot of it is just that silent, contemplative meditation that I have learned had to be taught, mm -hmm. and then and the people that I'm attracted to, there's people outside of AA that I follow mm -hmm. that are, has has really helped me to just realize what uh, what active sitting is, <laughs> and how and how stuff I don't understand. Anyway, I, I'm really grateful for that today. It has it has affected everything in my life. It's changed everything in my life, and I get to be an example for those six kids. Yeah. Not all of them are listening. But most of them I have a great relationship with. Even the oldest one, who's 56 now maybe, mm -hmm. she's in Wyoming. We don't have a lot of relationship because uh, I think she thinks if I'd come up there, you know, I'd, I'd better be armed <laughs> passing through that <laughs> <passing through laughs> Wyoming. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so I, I don't romanticize that relationship anymore. Mm -hmm. I love that she's got a, a life that she loves. It's different than the life that I have. And, and it should be. And I watch my other children. Uh, I can at least be an example for them, not preaching at them, but just be an example. And I've had some wonderful examples of recovery in the last week that uh, I would have not thought possible because I got out of the way mm -hmm. and let them figure it out. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's all spirituality. That's my answer. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I listen to both of you guys. And I, you know, I pick, there's people in the program that I, that I, just pick up messages from more frequently than others. And you guys are both some of those. You know, about the kids. And I have a daughter, my only daughter. Uh, when her mother and I divorced, she was only 18 months old. She's 41 now. 
um, and I've got three grandkids and I see addictive types of behaviors and I see, you know, lots of stuff going on that just remind me so much of earlier times for myself. And the letting go of them is oh, a wow. really important, re just hugely important Huge. thing. Man, I just can't say enough. You know, I would be, I'd be in basket case if I didn't mm. have developed the ability to kind of, to just be aware and do my best to be connected, but not get into the tussle, you know, mm -hmm. not get into the fight that she's having. And uh, so I'm, and that's another thing to be grateful for. Well, when you brought that up uh, about the letting go of those kids, that is, that's a, that's a whole uh, podcast in itself. And I'm gonna, like we're coming back. We're yeah, coming back. Say so. You're coming back because we've all had that. And I've seen people in, in recovery wrestle with this so much. Parents, uh, we're seeing that. I have four of them and they're all in. Uh, it took me a long, long time in recovery to let them live their life and know that they, what's that saying that God don't have any grandkids? Mm -hmm. uh, that we all have that solid connection, that straight connection to God if we choose to have it. And sometimes I, uh, that I'm just getting in their way. I'm just stifling their growth. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank both you guys for being here today. It's it's really been more than I even thought it would be. And I, I appreciate both of you a lot. This has been a production of childrenofchaos.net. And we invite you to share your thoughts with us via email to comments at childrenofchaos.net. Children of Chaos is a forum to discuss topics related to and in concert with addiction and recovery in America, is not affiliated with, endorsed, or financed by any recovery or treatment program, organization, or institution. Any views, thoughts, or opinions expressed by an individual in this venue are solely that of the individual and do not reflect the views, policies, or position of any specific recovery-based entity or organization.